Right, so Christmas today, and I know we look forward to this time of year, and uh, it's a day of joy. And uh, as a uh, shame, uh, because of getting up so early this morning to be here, my, my kids haven't opened up any of their presents. They have to wait till I get home. But uh, we give presents, we see family, uh, we have a good meal, uh, we remember, and, and, and it's joy. There's, there's joy today. There's uh, joy of giving presents. There's uh, your children's joy as they kind of tear into the wrapping and, and see what they get. And, and as a parent, don't you just love their, their faces and the, and the experience of them enjoying uh, what they get uh, for Christmas? I, I mean, uh, there's a little bit of nerves. Um, as I said, I was glad so many of the kids uh, resounded, yes, at their presents because... Uh, you know, sometimes Santa's already bought the presents and then the kids go, oh, but I actually want that and Santa's bankrupt and can't really change what he's already got, uh, the kids. And uh, so I hope uh, it was all just resounding joy from your kids this morning. But joy's a funny thing. Uh, joy really is a funny thing because sometimes joy only lasts so long and uh, sometimes joy lasts present to present with the kids. And uh, I don't know if you've experienced this. Maybe you experienced this today. I remember once buying a present for Aaron. And he was more excited about the box that the present came in and spent more time playing with the box uh, than the present. That was definitely a miss uh, kind of gift. But, uh, you know, again, joy, this, this kind of cruel kind of double-edged thing because so many of you are enjoying your holidays, right? You've had great experiences. Maybe some of you ducked down to the coast for a bit. Maybe some of you guys are still going on holiday and looking forward to kind of putting your feet up and looking forward to and enjoying that time. But we're just a few uh, days away from January, eh? And uh, January blues. And uh, January is just this joy killer, Right? Because school goes back like super early and uh, varsity starts. Some of you guys have summer school, uh, work going back. And, uh, you, you know, we get kind of caught up and, and so excited. And then it's just, ah. Uh. But if you think of things that give us joy, I mean, uh, I, I love rugby. Used to be uh, horribly addicted to the sport. Uh, some of you guys still think I am and uh, would argue with me to say that I'm not. But I, I remember, so... Uh, I am a Sharks fan, <laughs> right, it's, it, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I am a Sharks fan, thank you, thank you, and uh, it's been a rough 25 years or so for us, <laughs> and that's okay, and I remember it was 2007, we had made uh, the Super Rugby final, it was a home final for the Sharks, those are like never happen, you know, few and far between. We make a final of a major competition and uh, we're playing the Bulls at home. We are winning and it is full time on the clock. And uh, I'm dancing in the kitchen because uh, we get possession. If you don't know much about rugby, that's okay. But we get possession. Time is up on the clock. We are winning. We have to kick the ball out and the trophy is ours. The cabinet is so dusty. Right, this is first major trophy that's going into Sharks cabinets. Curry Cup is, I mean, that's nothing. Super Rugby, big deal. Uh, the trophy is coming to the Shark Tank, and we don't kick it out. 
And a few fa phases later, Brian Habana runs and dives under the poles. But I'm dancing in the kitchen. Joy, like I haven't known joy because my beloved sports team is winning a trophy to sitting sobered up on that same kitchen floor, seeing it snatched kind of out of our hands. Joy is this kind of cruel thing. One moment we are just elated and celebrating and dancing uh, like hooligans to sitting on the floor almost in tears. You know, some of you have had uh, maybe the joy of, of cooking uh, like last night, I was so excited. I had got some ingredients to cook something really nice for my family on Christmas Eve and transferring it from the oven to the plate, it landed on the floor. Joy, oh, this looks, smells amazing, looks amazing. And then we kind of did some Picasso to the kitchen floor. Thankfully, we were able to scrape it up fast enough and we still ate it. The kitchen floor was clean. <laughs> But this kind of cruel seesaw of joy. One moment we're up here celebrating. This is fantastic. This, maybe it's the holiday. Maybe it's the gift. Maybe it's the experience. Maybe it's the meal. Maybe it's the short-lived sporting event. But we're up here. And then very quickly we're down here. And then we're up here. And then we're down here. And, and joy is, is sometimes this kind of fleeting thing and, and something that we're pursuing. Maybe you haven't felt joy for many years. Maybe today is a day of joy for you. Maybe today isn't a day of joy for you for whatever reason. And we're in, a, in, in this series as a church, and if you're joining us for the first time, what we've been spending the month of December on is peace, really wanting to understand and, and find what is going to enable us to have peace. And one of the things that we realized is to get peace is maybe a few other things that will help kind of build our lives to that place of peace. And one of the things that robs us of peace is joy. And because if we are using experiences and things to bring us joy, we're always chasing it because of that seesaw. So, well, and, and there's nothing wrong with holidays. I think holidays are very important uh, for us as people to kind of wind down and disconnect from work to kind of reset, recharge, because uh, the pace of work and life is hectic. So we do need breaks. But there's something about uh, this, I need a holiday to be at rest and to have joy and this, it's, it's dangerous to be chasing things only when I'm on the coast with my feet up does my life have joy. Because then when we're not there, we don't have joy. You know, when we're at home with our families and our kids and our, you know, our job that we've worked so hard to get, well, that doesn't give me joy. I need, I need the holiday for joy. And I only enjoy, you know, going out to that place or you know, I need to go shopping for some retail therapy. Oh, what a great day. I'm so happy. I went to the shops and I bought a new outfit. I'm so excited. Again, there's nothing wrong with that per se, but when we're going, that, that gives me joy. 
You know, that, that is where I, I'm happy is when I'm there or doing that or doing, because then we're up on the seesaw, feels great there, but experiences last only so long. And then we're down here and we're not experiencing joy and so we're not at peace. And so we're restless. And so we're going, well, now I need something else to give me joy. I need something new. I need another experience. I need to kind of do something more. I need, and, and depending on who you are, you might need a better experience and a more expensive experience. And, to, and, and we're chasing joy. And we're never at peace. We're always restless because we're seeking the experience or the thing. And it lasts only so long. You know, many of us uh, kind of, I, I don't know if we do this with our kids. We go, okay, well, what's your, like your birthday list or your Christmas list? You know, you want a lot of things. You're always telling us, this, so let's write a list. Let's put down a list of what you want. And then we send that to aunties and grandparents because they always go like, hey, what can we get your kids for Christmas? And so then we kind of have a good idea what they want. We want to kind of get their Christmas list. And I wonder if, it could be true for us. I mean, I saw this on the internet. I don't know if you want to put that slide up, Tristan. Uh, what's your Christmas list? Uh, I'm going to keep mine short this year. Just a million dollars. The souls of all those who've displeased me this year and a puppy. Yeah. You know, we imagine it was possible for us to just kind of put a list together. This, if, if I just had this, then I'd be happy then I would have joy. Santa, this year, this is my joy list. Okay, my life doesn't have joy. Uh, just, I'm not gonna be greedy, all right? Just a million US dollars, you know, a puppy. But, but what would yours look like? If you had to kind of be honest with yourself, that if I could write up a list of what would give me joy, what would that look like, list look like? And if you got it, just imagine you got it. And I think about it like this. If it was possible for us to get the list, our joy list, our wish list of what would make us happy, I definitely think there would be a time period where you would be happy and you would have joy. But then there would become a moment when the seesaw kind of drops down. Even once you got your ultimate wish list, because if you got the dream lifestyle, you page through a magazine and you go, oh, that person has a better lifestyle than me. Well, that person has a better kitchen than me. So now I'm not happy in my kitchen anymore. Uh, you know, I'd only be happy if I had that kind of a kitchen. Well, look, look at that lifestyle. Look at that car. Look at, because that's what magazines do, right? That's what adverts do. That's, they're selling a lifestyle. And everybody in that lifestyle looks really happy. And so we're left with just chasing that the whole time. I mean, magazines to 20-year-old women show you what a, what a happy, beautiful, successful 20-year-old woman looks like, and then a 30-year-old, and then a 40-year-old, and then a 50-year-old. And so your whole life, you're kind of chasing something that's almost impossible, which is why we're always restless, which is why we're never at peace, because what we're looking for in joy is fleeting experiences, things that don't last Things that fade, moments that fade, experiences that fade. But thankfully, there is Jesus. 
And uh, one of the things we've been speaking about through December is when Jesus comes and the birth of Jesus, he enters into a time in history where everyone is restless. No one is at peace because of the socio-political and economic situation that the world finds itself in. There's military conquest, there's corruption, uh, there's extortion, there's high taxes, there's huge uncertainty. Plus God has been silent for a very long time. So people are questioning and really uncertain, restless and unhappy. And all of a sudden God breaks the silence. Uh, He comes and He speaks and He starts to move and the Savior is born. And we've been looking at those passages and and we're gonna look at Luke chapter two this morning. It's gonna come up on the screen, but I love what it says about joy and peace. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields, nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Man, I love the, the sentence of the angel, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. All people, great joy. And this is really at the heart of the birth of Jesus. It's the declaration, great joy for all people. Because I think everybody would love a little bit more joy in their lives at this time. So much uncertainty, so much stress, so much pressure, These holidays are just a short little oasis in kind of a sea of stress and tension. Like I said, we've just survived 2018 and uh, we don't know how we're gonna get through 2019. It's looming large on the horizon. But the message of Jesus is great joy for all people. And at that moment, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared, praising God, singing, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels uh, left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see the things that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so uh, they head off and they go and find Mary and Joseph and the baby uh, wrapped and lying in a manger. And, and there's some really important things that are happening here because who the angels appeared to and the first people that experienced the birth of Jesus, this great joy, is important. See, Jesus wasn't born in a middle-class or wealthy Roman family. He wasn't kind of born in the upper echelons of society. Could have been born anywhere to, to anyone, but it's a peasant family who don't have any place for the birth. They're alone, kind of, Uh, not with family, on their own, uh, and and Jesus is in a feeding trough. That's kind of the situation. And and it was an unwed teen mother who had been turned away from her family. And these shepherds, the first people that had come to see him, uh, when we think of shepherds, right, we think cute because it's always your kids that play shepherds in the Christmas plays. So we think shepherds are cute, right? Shepherds were not cute. Uh, Shepherds were rough. Uh, shepherds lived outside of the city and, and nobody really trusted shepherds. They didn't like it when shepherds were around. Uh, shepherds were uh, rough, kind of uh, not your, your nice, cute people. Uh, 
And soon after the shepherds have left, the next people that come and, and visit uh, Jesus are foreigners. You know, we three kings, the, the magi, uh, we, we don't know too much about them, but they aren't locals. They're foreigners. I kind of love this around the birth of Jesus. Is It's an outcast teen mother who's not wed. So there's an outcast. The shepherds are the downcast. And they're foreigners. They are the people that are present and first to witness the birth of Jesus. And the message is great joy for all people. Because the lifestyle that the world kind of portrays that everyone is chasing that always seems to be out of our grasp, is so unavailable and unattainable. And so if money was what we needed to be happy, or things, or so many people in this world are just never gonna have joy. Because most of our world live in poverty. I mean, it's something ridiculous that if you have a car, a double garage, and a boat, you're in the top 3% economically in the entire world. And if you don't have the both, but just have the car in a double garage, you're in like the top 10%. So many of you think, oh, we, we don't have wealth. Yet you probably find yourself in the top 10% globally. It's crazy to think like that. But Jesus is attainable to all people. And isn't that just a joy to behold? And I don't think it's by accident that it was an unwed teen mother and the downcast and foreigners who were present at the birth of Jesus. Refugees are becoming a global phenomenon. Yet present at the birth of Jesus were people from another country. The gospel, Jesus, attainable and available to all people. And isn't that just a magnificent thing? Because what the world portrays as what you need to be happy is a myth. Things to make you happy, money to make you happy, it's a myth. It never happens. You know it if you've been chasing it, you never have enough. It's never enough. And that joy lasts for a moment and it's gone and you're chasing it again. But what happens with Jesus is there is a joy that gets infused to our soul. There's a joy that lasts for eternity that is outside of money. It is outside of things. The major prophecy about Jesus uh, that comes out of Isaiah chapter nine. And he says, for unto us, a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We want peace. You have to have Jesus. Because I can guarantee you this, joy and peace cannot exist without a relationship with Jesus. What you will have is joy for a moment. What you'll have is peace for a moment and then it will be gone. And then you'll be needing to find something else to fill that. But Jesus is called our Prince of Peace because only in Him is there lasting peace, true peace, lasting joy, true joy. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of His greatness, of His government and peace, there will be no end. In our experiences, we have peace and joy, but it ends in Jesus. It will know no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. 
Things bring us temporary joy. Money brings us temporary joy. It's an illusion because in a moment it can be gone. We're up here one moment, we're down here the next. But with Jesus, that is not the case. See, with Jesus, the, great, uh, the good news that brings great joy for all people just means with him there is joy and peace that is attainable and available. What I love about it is this joy, as I said, it just is an infusion to our soul. And what uh, happens is it comes with the work of Jesus. Because while today we're celebrating the birth of baby Jesus, God with us, and, and we love the nativity scene uh, with baby Jesus, but it's so important that we see the big picture and uh, the mistakes so many of us make is, uh, I use this term kind of snapshot Jesus, as you're kind of paging through a photo album. Oh, look at my son here. This is, I remember when he was two, and we love like our two-year-old son, and then we flick through, oh, here is his eight-year-old uh, son, and, and we kind of flick through, and we only see like, portions and snapshots and we love the snapshot of baby Jesus today and we love it and it gives us the warm fuzzies but it's so important to always remember the big picture because baby Jesus grows up to be man Jesus who lives a sinless perfect life and then dies on the cross in our place for us and rises again victorious and ascends to heaven where he's coming back again it's so important for us to always hold the big picture together, to hold the whole thing uh, together in our minds. It's not just about baby Jesus because peace comes from the full work of Jesus. And this is a huge part for us. The gift of Jesus, the gospel. And the work of Jesus is that my biggest enemies, my biggest issues that caused me my greatest fear and pain and anxiety, being sin and death are dealt with. The gift of Jesus is that he was in my place for my sin, died the death that I should have died, rising victorious over those things. And that's joy. That's the good news that causes great joy. That when I trust him is that I'm no longer God's enemy. You know, if you think of peace and uh, things that kind of words that you associate with peace, rights, and, and maybe you don't think this word, but war. Because if a country is at peace, they usually were at war, right? Think of the word peace and then peace treaty. A country has signed a peace treaty because they're no longer fighting. There were enemies, they were at war, they were warring against each other, but now there is peace. And usually what follows is a celebration and joy. Uh, we're still celebrating the end of World War I and World War II. Why do we do that? There's still joy that we're not fighting anymore. And that peace treaties that were signed are still in place and countries that were killing each other are now working together and there's joy and peace because of peace treaties that were signed. I was God's enemy. We were not at peace. We were at war. I was his enemy. Yet the birth of Jesus today and, and what is in my heart that I'm treasuring this morning is the birth of Jesus. He came and fought for me. Jesus went to war. And he went to war against my sin. He went to war against my enemies. God, the Father, and he died in the battle. I should have died. But then again, we speak about this, but he uh, was not defeated. 
when his enemies were gloating and going, there he is, defeated on the cross. He was fighting the greatest battle ever fought, which was bearing my sin before the Father when he died, rising again victorious, destroying sin, destroying death, my greatest enemies, charging forth out of the grave, victorious, mighty, rising. And so I can have joy, genuine joy, because the Prince of Peace declared a peace treaty between me and the Father by going, Craig is no longer your enemy. He's your son. Because I took his place. I took his sin. And I gave him the free gift of my righteousness because he trusts me and he surrendered to me. And so God, you're always gonna have peace with Craig because of me. The peace agreement between me and God is the blood of Jesus Christ. The gift that he gave me the free gift of the gospel. And I stand here this morning, no longer an enemy of Jesus, but as an adopted son and co-heir with Christ, declared righteous, at peace. And so the declaration of great joy to all people was for me. He's talking about me. And this morning, I can have joy. Not in what I'm getting from my family, not in the experience of the meal I'm going to have, but the joy infused to my soul because of the peace I have with God because of the Prince of Peace, Jesus. So many things in this world are horribly uncertain. Things are gone in a moment, but not my salvation. There is a peace treaty signed, an agreement between the Father and the Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. There is lasting joy in Jesus. There is genuine peace in Jesus and you cannot have it without Him. Nothing in this life will give you what you are chasing. Only Jesus. And I wanna encourage you this morning. You are maybe searching and struggling with many things in your life. You are restless. There is no joy in your life trying to figure out meaning and, and, and things in this world. You are not gonna have it without Jesus. The basic truth is this. Your life might not get better. The things that you are hoping for, the money, the success, relationships, whatever, Jesus doesn't promise that. He doesn't. But he gives you something else, far greater than what we could hope for in this world. And that's joy and peace for eternity because this world is temporary. Another world is coming that is everlasting. And Jesus secures that. And while the things of this world are hard, I get to go through them knowing that my greatest things are taken care of. My sin, my shame, death, all the things I fear, Jesus dealt with. And so hardships are faced with joy. And I get through them with joy because I know what Jesus did for me. And my heart's at peace. And while I often uh, drop my gaze and I'm able to lift them up again and, and remember the joy in my soul because of Jesus, that's available to you today. We're gonna sing a song now. I'm gonna pray. And I invite you to accept the joy of Jesus. While the band's coming up, I'm gonna pray. Jesus, the reality is we can never have joy and peace without you. All we're doing is, is, is giving ourselves just a myth. 
an illusion of joy, an illusion of peace without you. And even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of uncertainty, peace and joy is attainable and available only because of you. And Jesus, I wanna pray for everyone here this morning that is struggling, that doesn't have joy and doesn't have peace, that you would come to them and that they'd be able to find it in you. And if that's you this morning, I want you just in your hearts just to pray, Jesus, I cannot have joy without you. I can't have peace without you. Today, it's the birth of Jesus, the coming of God to us. That's the gift of salvation, the gospel. And to receive that is to say, Jesus, I I, I accept you. I accept your gift of you dying on the cross in my place for my sin. And I accept you this morning. And Jesus, I wanna pray for everyone that, that that's where they're at that you would help them just to understand and, and give them that joy and give them that peace that is found in you. I thank you that we can praise and worship you with that this morning. In your holy name, amen.